So basically, we find a group of people who are all connected through a very specific activity. And grab our boom mic and get out there and interview them. If the poll hits, you're gonna have to lose me, but yeah. I'm from Worcester. All the time. I drive a long way. Yeah, probably three times a week. Episode 1, Cape Cod Canal, where fish meet their worst enemy, the hungry fisherman. Yeah, I, I came down about four years ago, a buddy of mine turned me on to it, and I had been striper fishing for like six years, you know, Boston, Merrimack River, and I never got my keeper. And I came down here one day with my friend, right, and he's like, oh yeah, let's go down. I'm like, all right, let's go down. We went down, and I'm walking along, and guys are pulling in 30 pounders. I'm like, I never heard of this place. <laughs> Definitely get a lot of these guys. They are like, like John, who, uh, yeah, they're definitely passionate to a point that I wouldn't have imagined. Yeah, well, sometimes, depending, you know, I can't afford to stay in a hotel every night. Uh, I even bought a car just to get down. I bought a shipbox 2001 Toyota Corolla, so it really cost me five bucks of gas. Tore out the back seat so my fishing rods would fit in it. Yeah, I man, I love it here. This, I want to move down, but, you know, the wife don't want me. She says, I don't see you as it is. She goes, you move down there, I'll never see you. <laughs> Sometimes you guys want to ask these guys, like, what are your priorities? Um, but then you realize, I don't know, it's pretty, it's pretty admirable to be passionate about something like that. And what the hell, they're having fun. And I come to the Cape, I've been coming to the Cape for maybe 25, 30 years to uh, fish for striped bass. I was supposed to talk to this guy Ed. He was he was fishing, but he's really more interested in hanging out by the canal and uh, just passing time. It's just a beautiful place. I come with my wife and I come with my friends and I bring my own kids and we've done a lot of fishing here. It's wonderful. No, we just drive down for a day or two, stay at a local motel, and just come and have a great time. It's beautiful here. So at this point, we started to get a little lost in what we really wanted to uh, what we really wanted to find out from all these fishermen. So brought in big uh, big co-producer Taiki. Do you want to do that? I didn't know yeah. if you wanted to do something kind of fake or just kind of go for it. Um, I, I don't know. I think we were we were really excited to do something along the line of this. So I think we just wanted to look at a group and find out interesting stories or interesting responses out of the thing and while we were doing it I felt like we found a lot of neat stuff and after putting it together it just I guess it doesn't feel as important as when we were there at the time um, but I still think someone who maybe fishes or someone who knows the canal can can understand or relate the canal has bigger fish um, if you're here at the right time, you can just catch fish after fish. In Maine, it's not like this. there's been a lot of small fish in Maine. The water's warmer here. This guy's name is Dan, and like most of the guys from Come to Fish here, he had some choice words in describing what the canal was compared to pretty much anywhere else that he fished. The best time is slack tide early morning. Because I've been here some days where uh, it was dark out. And there were fish just breaking. It was like people were throwing boulders right in front of me. I couldn't believe 
the fish, the fish that were just everywhere. Yeah, and then the, and then dawn broke and they were they disappeared. But prior to that, I, I could swear someone was right where you guys are throwing rocks into the water. It was just kind of kind of nerve wracking. I mean, is it really nerve wracking? It's I guess you it's just. Listen to the guy. It's yeah, but you got to understand this is a guy who like comes down here every day and probably most of the time he like is lucky if he catches a fish. And he comes down this one morning, the water's boiling with fish popping up. I don't. Know. I mean, I guess it's one of those things you just can only really appreciate when you're part of the, the group. Yeah, that's why they're that's why they're kind of they're nutty fishermen, you know. So I was just wondering where you where you are you recording? Yeah. Just wondering where you're from. I'm from just outside of Montreal. Oh, Montreal. Okay. What brings you to the canal here? Really? Yeah. Um. How long have you come into the canal to fish? Uh, probably, this will be my fourth year. So did you come here as like a vacation? And Taiki was grown, this guy. We, we do in the summer with the family, but uh, I've got an arrangement at work where I work seven days on and seven days off. So it gives me the opportunity to come down here like every second week during the summer. So I, I, you know, I gotta make it a, a thing that I come down eight or nine times a year and do some uh, fishing. Awesome. Yeah, you mostly stripers. Uh, right now it's a uh, blackfish or tatog. We live here like five minutes away, and I don't know. The canal's the canal, but it's really just for ships, is all I always think of it. And this guy drives like this is his destination. It's not Cape Cod. It's specifically the canal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I do. Yeah, I can see that. I. Or is that too sensationalized? I'm making a bigger deal than it actually is. You know what I mean? No, I, th I think I think a lot of people would consider these people kind of little kooky what Canadians compared to what you can get in the canal it's just amazing some mornings you know the whole place is just you know like the water is boiling there with, with, with fish breaking at the surface and yeah, that's rare to see anywhere else. Wow. And, cool. and it's big fish, you know, like we're talking about 20 pound fishing up. So. I've been coming to Canal probably like seven years, eight years, something like that. Yeah. I'll usually fish three or four hours and then I head back. Yeah, this guy, I mean, he doesn't, Release honestly, them? he doesn't really yeah. sound yeah. like very I usually keep subject. one or two But then you start, like, uh, talking to him and he knows, like, he knows everything about yeah. the canal. He's like, he'll tell you about these little pools that you need to cast into where the current at just the right time of the day collects and the bait fish get caught in there. And I don't know, it's, uh... Was I there for this? That's what I mean, he, like, he's, he, he sounds kind of like, it's like, oh, I just fished down at the canal. But then he's like a, he's like a fishing pro. Um, another good time that we come down is on full moons. We've had really good luck with stripers uh, during, during that time. And um, there's actually this big dock. So it's actually funny. We found this here. woman that we go, um, fishing just kind of hanging out with her, her in-laws or her parents. So, yeah, we and here, we were like, just flying the drone. But then she actually is an avid fisher trip, we, uh, woman, too, which yeah. was nice because we actually didn't have any women yeah. interviewed. <laughs> so. He's a diehard fan. No, we go back. <laughs> For the most part, but um, you know, we do, we definitely do the canal, and then uh, paddle point fishing, depth sprays, and a 
really good scene too. I caught a shark there by accident once oh uh, last summer. Yeah, I know. It was a baby one. He was fine. We like, you know, I had to move him back and forth. Yeah. Um, well, basically, um, my fiance has been a big, avid, you know, fishing person since his early 20s. He's 34 now and he looks for the best spots around. Um, we always, you know, come and check out the herring run, you know, which can help too. Um, so he comes down here or uh, we go as far as um, Newport, Rhode Island to Goat Island for squid fishing and then Quincy Harbor also, he caught his biggest uh, striper there. Um, but yeah, he is adamant about coming down here on a full moon because they're just jumping out of the water. And uh, yeah, he gets some pretty good luck down here, so. Now that we got the female voice out of the way, it was time to get back to the big manly fisherman. It was probably, I didn't have my tape measure with me, but it was bigger than the 42 incher I caught the year before. A lot of these guys have been talking about the 40 inch mark. What's, what's the deal with that, Payson? Well, I think that's like, you made it when you get the 40 incher, you know, it's kind of like, is that a fishing thing or is that just a... Well, I think that's like one of those things that's in thing. inherent with any activity. It's like, do you always have benchmarks, you know? It's like, okay, in World of Warcraft, like you 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 hit the 100 level, like you've made it. You know, you're, you're in the fishing club. You're in the World of Warcraft club. It's a benchmark. That's awesome. I put them back. I don't want to catch... The big ones I put back, I'd rather catch the smaller ones. They taste better and let the big ones breed for us. You know, it's a great place for fishing. Who are you with now? Yeah, so we're with Seawitch no. Community Television. Oh, it's not my fishing Cape Cod. No, no. no. But uh, we're just doing like a little podcast on it. Yeah. Actually, I'll grab your uh, your email too. My fishing Cape Cod. I don't know. It got us thinking. So we actually had to visit the site, and we we wanted to get a little taste of what they were dealing with. When you join my fishing Cape Cod, you join a community of friendly. Okay, needless to say, we were a little confused. There was no podcast on that website whatsoever. What was Mark talking about? I got like three keepers and, 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 and a, a stripers and a big bluefish. And a bunch of, bunch of small ones. Yeah, I've caught, probably caught uh, 15, 20 fish. But that's the whole week, you know, fishing, night, you know, night and day. Yeah. Yep. So, Watch out for the seaweed. Oh, yeah, super slippery? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, uh, how slippery was it, Payson? Oh, this is like ice. I'm pacing like by rock like hard ice. I'm new to fishing in the canal. I am new to that, but um, I've been fishing for a while, and uh, a friend of mine named Tom McCarthy uh, set me up down here for the canal with all my gear and told me what to get. And uh, the second time I came here, I caught a uh, striper that I could keep. Okay, how big? Uh, 40 inches. This, this is what I'm talking about. This is great. This guy just found this canal, fell in love, and he comes here ever since because some guy showed him. That's what this is all about. Yeah, friendship. Friendship, yeah. Friendship, friendship and fish. That's enough.
yeah. It was a lot of fun. I had a real hard time pulling it in, but uh, I got it, and uh, it, it, I'm hooked. Yeah. Um, do you have any like big words to say before it's over? Well, I think being the first one we did, well, it was I don't know why. I know they come through. They definitely chase a lot of learning experiences. I've had many opportunities to go out on a boat, on, but, but uh, no, last overall, time I loved it. I can't wait to keep uh, going into communities and breaking it up, digging what's, in. What's the next one? I think the next one's going to be uh, Donald J. Trump versus uh, Ron Quinn. I didn't know that was her middle name. Hillary Rodham Clinton? Yeah, I knew that Hillary. Oh, Is it not Hillary Rodham Clinton? No, you're probably right. I said I didn't know it. I didn't say you didn't know it. <laughs> That's a wrap. Full circle. <laughs> People's Poke is a sandwich community TV podcast with full support from Pittsburgh's Mustard. Thank you for listening to the first episode and uh, stay tuned for, as Taiki said, the Trump Sode, which will be coming out next week. Thank you.